Madness strikes again in Charlottesville. But let's continue this discussion about disrespect. You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, all right, everyone. Let's talk about this. This is Big Law, Seven City Shop Talk. Excuse me. Locked on Virginia from Seven City Shop Talk. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot going on, man. But first, thank you for tuning in to Locked on Virginia, your first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I am Big Law. Of Locked On Virginia, also Seven City Shop Talk Sports, also part of the Credential Press of UVA and ECU. Now, I'm going to tell you this, guys. I understand the backlash that I'm getting. I am eating and have been choking down a lot of crow right now. And I understand why. I understand why. Um, Because the last time you guys heard me, I said I did not understand the disrespect for UVA and Coach Tony Bennett. Yes, they did take a horrible loss to Furman, 68-67. to 67. But I don't think you guys understood what I was saying. Um, when I say disrespect, and, and well, well, hold on. Let me do this. Let me... Uh, uh, focus on what was was being said. I feel like UVA's program does get a lot of disrespect for a team that has won more games than anybody over the past five years. Okay, and I get it. A lot of people say it's all about winning, winning the championship, always getting to the Final Four, championship game. That's what it's about. I get it, okay? And some people are even saying that the 2019 year was a fluke. I can tell you that was a lot of flukes that had to happen in 2019 for them to win a championship. They just had three, four pro players on the team, you know, or, you know, guys with professional talent, two guys still in the league, one of them uh, on their large – actually, three guys. You got Diakite. You know, on a pro team, you have um, Kyle Guy on a pro team uh, or, you know, bounce it back and forth, but played a lot of pro ball. And of course, DeAndre Hunter. Then you can't forget about Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy was playing overseas, but you had three for sure, surefire NBA guys. But the disrespect is what I'm saying is for a team to have won as much as they have, Everybody feels like Virginia is a, a, a losing proposition team. You know, is a team that's always going to lose, you know, w- when it's big. Um, you know, would we call the Buffalo Bills, you know, who won four, who got to four Super Bowls? I mean, they couldn't win the Super Bowls, but um, I'm not going to call them, you know, um, they don't, you know, they deserve disrespect. Um, just like Tony Bennett, you know, 
I don't think he deserves disrespect either. But I, I understand what some of these, uh, some of the fans, viewers, listeners, uh, and, you know, are saying about this. Now, I will give you this. The team is unreliable four out of the last five years, I think it is, or three out of the last four years, at least, they didn't get out of the first weekend. So I get that part. Three out of the last four, is it four out of five, three out of four that they have not gotten out of the, uh, the first weekend. I'll give you that. And as I said before, I've been saying it since I've been covering UVA basketball with Tony Bennett coaching. It's um, the style of play lends itself to teams with less talent sticking with you, playing closer to you. And it drives me crazy because the kind of talent they have, if they ran up-tempo just a little bit, just a little bit, it would change, I think, the winning percentage uh, to, or would make the winning percentage be even higher. I think they win more games. Some of these games that they lose because a team is hot and they're playing slow down and UVA isn't shooting, isn't making their outside shots, so the game remains close. They have the kind of talent where they can outrun a team. You know, if they're not shooting the ball, they can defense you. You know, they can, you know, put the defense on you. And when they do get turnovers, run the ball, you know, um, you know, at, at most of their opportunities, but they don't do that. They, they run sparingly, which, like I said, drives me up the wall. And I think it would make them um, – uh, I think it would make them more formidable if you had to guard them when they want to go up-tempo. But they really are reluctant to go up-tempo. I can't do anything with that, you know, but I understand Coach Bennett has been very successful with his program and the way that he's done things. But that's like my only, and I mean my only, uh, So... As I was saying, the disrespect, I don't think it's deserved. I get, you know, you can't depend on the team. I get the style of play lends it to letting teams stick around that shouldn't be sticking around. Almost, you want to say also, it also discourage some high-end five-star recruits. I'll give you this as well, that do not want to play for UVA because they want to play more of an NBA pro style, which is more of an up and down, wide open kind of a game. And I don't blame them for that either. But there is no need to disrespect this program. Um, I, I get it. They lost. Um, you know what? You got to give. Uh, you got to give Furman their their due, because no matter what UVA did, UVA went up on them twice by 12 points, and and, uh, and Furman just kept coming back, kept shooting the lights out. And, you know, UV only made two three-pointers uh, later in the second half, all both of them by the true freshman, Isaac McNeely. Kihei Clark, you know, what can I say? Um, I'll say this. He begins his career with one of the most memorable, most important passes in Virginia history. Uh, to start his career, and then he ends his career with one of the most devastating uh, passes 
devastatingly bad passes in um, in uh, UVA history as well in the tournament. Uh, but like I said, there was a lot of opportunities in that game that UVA did not capitalize on. But some more news to talk about. We're, we're going to get into what I'm seeing and what's been going on in this March Madness. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You'll know I'll be getting I'll be getting the voting for my I like the coconut puff bar. And if you want the Locked on Virginia sports team to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built. To have Built Bar's best box of puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You gotta try Built. The best protein bar ever. Seriously. They're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchBadness.com. Right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. But yeah, as I was saying, it's um the disrespect is is, is not warranted. I mean I get some of it as far as the disagreement with me, but I, I feel like not believing in the team is, is probably more accurate um but let's talk about some of these losses that that have been going on this is the season for upsets right now this is the most i have seen this has been the most upsets i've seen in march madness ever ever i don't know i mean (laughs) maybe it's just because of um transfer portal maybe there's you know more d1 players taking advantage of the nil and going to other schools you know and more of the talent is maybe spread out whereas you may not have you know a uh a freshman who's on the bench at a duke or a kentucky maybe going to you know a, a smaller school and playing i'll tell you one thing the slossing kid is definitely a professional, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, a player for the uh, ACC. He's an ACC player. He's that talented. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he he's a SOCOM player of the year, but that kid can absolutely play in, in the ACC or, or any other uh, Power 5 uh, division. But this this has been, you know, the uh, the upsets. And we have to thank Fairleigh Dixon for beating Purdue. 
The second time a number 16 has fallen, excuse me, a number one has fallen to a number 16. Unreal. Um, then the number 15 fell to 12, to, to a two. Number two fell to a 15. Um, it, it's been happening all over. Um, you know, all over this tournament right now. There are upsets left and right. Uh, the ones that the teams that may be left are the ones that can survive the higher seeds and hoping that a lot of those smaller seeds knock each other out. But this is unreal what I'm watching. You know, this is the season of, of the upset. The madness is just, is getting madder. I guess, is that a word? <laughs> the madness is growing and it's just, um, more intense this year. It's more, um, more unpredictability. This is bracket busting season, and it is showing that I don't care who you are. Nobody has a hundred percent bracket, and if you do, I love to see when you turn it in and what it looks like right now. But I, I bet you nobody has a perfect bracket right now, just for the simple fact the way that they, uh, the way that these uh, underdogs have been playing playing their hearts out it just shows us more parity all over uh college basketball how about this fun fact no duke no unc no kansas no kentucky in the sweet 16 they say that hasn't happened since the 70s is it the 70s i believe it was <laughs> since the field was this big I, you know that that is amazing to me as well no blue bloods. Um, I say I got into a conversation with one of my uh, media guys um, as well. We were talking about, well, I was talking about how, actually it was my man Zach Blackerby, um, uh, locked on Auburn. Go check him out if you guys. And congratulations to Zach on his new baby. Congratulations, brother. But we talked about how, well, I talked about how you have, non-blue blood teams with good or past successful or recent successful football teams starting to do well. So Alabama doing well, right? Good football program. The money is made by the football program. They put that money into the facilities, not just football facilities, but facilities all over campus. And all of a sudden the basketball program starting to show some, uh, sorry, social results. Florida, uh, a little while ago, when Florida was winning national championships, Tim Tebow and all that. Remember when they had Joachim Noah and all that, the money that was coming in from football success, and they could put that money into other programs. Also, think about Florida State. I mean, this year wasn't good, but Florida State has been tough in the ACC. But that was from years, I think, of being such a good football program. They built up so much goodwill and money. You know, you know, with the boosters and with the school that they, you know, put the money into the basketball program. And now you're seeing some results. Uh, like I said, not counting this year, but they've always been really competitive or near the top of the uh, ACC. You know, it, it's just it's just crazy. Miami as well. You know, they, you know, they've always had a kind of a measure of success in football. Money rolls over. Basketball program starts to come up. Now they're a good basketball program. Pitt as well, you know, 
good football program, has done well through the years. And I think the money's finally making it over to the basketball side. Texas A&M, I can go on and on. These are non-traditional blue bloods that I'm naming that are doing really well um, and have kind of turned over, you know, to be a good basketball program when the football program, I think, really, you know, made made a lot of money, did well, boosters, selling tickets, whatever. And then the facilities get upgraded for the entire campus because of what football does for them. And now we're seeing the results of all the good uh, programs and the good basketball programs. I just, you know, uh, and even to a small extent, UVA as well. You know, I think um, the little small stint that Bronco had where it was somewhat of a success, got to the Orange Bowl, uh, won the Coastal, got to the ACC championship, you know, won what um, had a winning record three out of the four five years he was there and they, they're getting facilities built olympic uh olympic facility like with the master plan also new football uh program new, new football buildings are being built uh new offices and everything new weight room so i just feel like there's you know just a shift going on here um when we're talking basketball and who can we look to to be successful? So when Virginia loses, uh, especially, you know, to one of these smaller programs, yeah, it's been kind of going on for, for a little bit here. And, you know, one person tried to call 2019 a fluke. It's a little bit of an outlier, yes, because, you know, what Virginia has done, you know, for the past three, four years and going out over the first weekend. But they also won a ton, okay? They won more games you know, over the past five years. So you can't take that away from Tony Bennett either. It's, the thing is, just his style of play lends itself to lesser teams hanging around when you're having a, a bad offensive night. So let's talk about getting uh, easier buckets in the offseason. <laughs> easier buckets means you kind of go up tempo a little bit. You, you, you look for more um, easier buckets meaning fast break, long rebound, turnovers, break a little bit more. You know, get up court, look up court. You know, you know I know it's a little bit more of a risk, but, you know, because I know Tony doesn't really want to uh, put his kids out there, put his guys out there, um, you know, running, making mistakes and giving extra possessions back to the other team, but, you know, it seems like whenever they do press, they do pretty good as well. Whenever they're, be, you know, they have to be behind to press. But when they do press and they do put the pressure on, you know, they do pretty well. Not just half-court defense, but a little bit more of a full-court, quarter-court pressure. You know, and, you know, when they get turnovers, you know, and then they, then they run. You know, a long rebounds, run. Get some points. Because I think it would have made a difference in these last few years because if they've had, you know, a lack of shooting in the last few years, and then later in this year, first beginning of the year, they were shooting really well. I think, um, I think fatigue caught up with them. You know, I think injuries a little bit with Reese Beekman, uh, Bennett Vanderplas. You know, Reese was hurt most of the year or a good portion of the year. You know, I, I think you know those guys are, are not only you know with Reese being a defense. Don't forget, he's one of the better offensive players from a distributing standpoint and a driving standpoint. 
you know, but I think it just hurt the shooting rhythms as well. But like I said, no Duke, no UNC, no Kansas, no Kentucky. First time that's happened, no, and, and, and not in the Sweet 16 for the first time, you know, since the 70s uh, or since the the advent of, you know, all the teams, 30, 30 plus teams in the tournament. So, or 64, excuse me, 64 in the tournament. Um, but shout out to uh, Fairleigh Dixon for beating uh, uh, Purdue, which, and not say it takes UVA off the uh, off the hook, but it does um, give it a, a little bit more of a you know they're not the only ones that are subject to losing. Um, actually, Fairleigh, Fairleigh Dixie was one of the you know when you do like the Ken Palm numbers and all the metrics was a worse team than UMBC. So that's something to think about as well. But let me give you something else to think about. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. There's all different types of betting that you can do out there. You can include core market spreads, money lines, total, player props, player points, rebounds, assists, and etc. And so many more player exclusive bets like two times three. Two three-pointers in three minutes, in the first three minutes of a game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. But we'll just keep watching these tournaments. Um, I got my guy Casey Pazalia tomorrow. We're going to bring him on and we're going to talk about what's happening with the what's happening with you know these tournaments with the team also what to look for this team i said it before this team could be better next year believe it because it's the truth there's just a ton of talent that's still on the roster that haven't showed itself yet and then you got more talented kids coming and then the kids that are coming back you know are are really talented and, and our difference makers on the team. So just sit tight, everybody. We're going to have some fun with this, and we're going to, you know, make sure we support this team. But it was a tough loss. We took it on the chin. Or they say took it like a G. And um, we'll be back next year. I know uh, Ryan Dunn even said himself he's just ready to uh, to get back out there. You know, he's just ready to go, man. Ready for this offseason to get started. So he can get back out there. He's going to be a spectacular player. As much as we love Jaden Gardner at that four, you know, I think I think that um, Ryan Dunn is going to be even more uh, spectacular, you know, with his style of play, being his athletic play, his defense, his defensive prowess. This team could be better next year. Mark my words. Uh, but another quick news 
the baseball team still on a tear. They're seventeen and two, four and two right now. Um, uh, I think they're up to number ten in ranking uh, for college baseball uh, rankings. Uh, but you know, we're looking for another great year, great um, run. Hopefully, they can get to Omaha, and I want to get there with them. But uh, but yeah, like I said. March Madness, man. The madness strikes again. Strikes <laughs> on the grounds in Charlottesville. Thank you again for making Locked On Virginia your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys. Wah wah. It's all right. It's okay. We're going to get through this and look forward to next year because the team could be better. I'll see you guys tomorrow.